Welcome to the Lightning 50 e-commerce growth hacking podcast brought to you by Bright Pearl. Want to turn your business into a cash generating machine? You've come to the right place. This bite-sized podcast reveals the technology secrets fueling the world's fastest growing online brands. And for our host, we have retail industry expert, Caroline Baldwin. She'll be sharing her own wisdom and experience as she interviews high growth e-commerce brands to uncover their secret tech tools and tips for success. Let's get started on supercharging your growth. Here's Caroline. Hello, I'm Caroline and welcome to the Lightning 50 e-commerce growth hacking podcast. Today, we're speaking to Heat Transfer Warehouse's visionary, Kirk Anton and AJ McAleer, who's in operations. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Very good. Thank you very much. So, Kirk, maybe you can start by telling us a little bit about the business today and how e-commerce has helped to get us where, get you where you are right now. So, you've got a really specific business, which is really interesting. Um, yeah, I, I guess you look at it as, especially in the last two and a half, um, three years, we've really been uh, focused on on the e-commerce piece. We really have taken basically our strategic initiative is, was like, all right, we're going to be full e-commerce. It's one of the few companies in our in our space that are 100% e-commerce. And we basically said, we're not going to be taking orders over the phone. We're going to do it through e-commerce. We're gonna, and um, really, that was our focus and our growth areas where we've done that and gone out and basically, you know, to our customer base, as far as how they find us and everything else has, has been almost online. And so we really felt that that was the way to go for us. So tell us a little bit about the history of the company. You know, how old is it? Is it or did it start? Is it the form of the company right now? Is it how it was when it was began? Tell us a little bit about what you guys do. Well, you're looking at uh, well, basically talking to you know me and then AJ. He was the first team member to Heat Transfer Warehouse. So we started back in 2010. Um, we we had an idea of basically supplying people into the. Um, heat transfer vinyl decoration business and we were going to be all things heat transfer so no matter the brand no matter the type no matter what you were looking for we wanted to be that space and literally we just kind of started in a small Fargo warehouse I think AJ can attest um, the first day we we shipped when you started maybe seven packages I think it was more like four but <laughs> <laughs> also the goal was to be there in um, strategic locations. We have since grown to Cincinnati, um, Las Vegas, and also Jacksonville, Florida. And you look at you know our growth this this last month. You know we shipped approximately sixteen thousand pieces or parcels or packages. So goodness me well you you mentioned the magic word there growth your year-on-year growth rate according to the figures in front of me is 30 percent, which has led you to be number 14 in the u.s lightning 50 list and this makes you the fastest growing online brand in north dakota so how do you think you've achieved this from when you set out that thinking e-commerce is definitely the way forward for us we really need to push in this space how have you managed to in achieve that incredible growth well, I mean, AJ, I think we think is obviously we've we've built a great team um, focused on our people. And then also we said we can be e-commerce, but we can also do it differently. I think the biggest thing is we still are customer focus and centric focus as far as we do need to take care of that customer. We need to be for their, you know, be there for them. But we've also really invested heavily in our marketing department. Um, we do a lot with SEO, obviously, and, you know, and we do some in the pay-per-click area. But it is also, we are attribute a lot of our growth is we have a huge returning customer base and that has helped us a lot. And and when we just don't treat them, they still have access to a person on the phone. And, you know, as AJ contests, we both did this. We did phone, you know, phone callbacks 
on every order. Somebody calls in and we just call and say, Hey, thank you. Thank you. And those are the things that, uh, people forget, you know, remember you may not have got them, but we got a left a voicemail and then we're like, Hey, I remember you guys left me a voicemail. So I'm going to order again. So fantastic. So your, your typical customers, they've got the kits at home and they're using the, they're buying vinyls for, from you. Do you sell the kits as well? Yeah, we sell, obviously we sell the, the cutters, um, pretty much we sell anything they need to be able to do successfully from home and also from a business. And so that's really the important part is that we are that source. And yeah, I mean, so they can literally come online, start buying their stuff. Uh, and then, Hey, I need a cutter or I need else. And today I need a heat press today. I need, you know, they, as a journey kind of continues, we've had a ton of the consumer now looking at, Hey, I actually like this. And now I'm going to be a business. Now, Previous to, to pandemic, we were probably 50, 50, you know, half pandemic, you know, half of it was consumer based, half business based. And now we've seen that shift back to hopefully we get that, that 50, 50 again. I would say AJ probably during like last year, it was probably like 70, 30. Yeah. And especially, you know, different things, different times a year fluctuate to what kind of, you know, what kind of customer we're actually selling and shipping product to uh, typically this time of year is a lot of B2B because you're doing a lot of like back to school stuff where the, the volume is there. People aren't making like, you know, 10 shirts at a time. They're doing a lot of like on the field, off the field type of stuff is kind of what we call it for, you know, football jerseys. And then all of a sudden all those team members want, you know, their sweatshirts, their hoodies, their hats, that kind of stuff. And so that type of volume typically doesn't always fall under the roof of like an at home user. It's going to be more of a true established business. I see. So let's go back to talking about this growth rate. At the end of the day, the growth rate of 30%, how does that equate into your revenue numbers? Are you seeing that really pay off? Um, yeah, for sure. We, you know, Our revenue has, you know, we've been in a good position where our revenue has, has been kind of like a lock and step with, as far as our gross, you know, um, sales and everything else. And so we've been able to obviously work on controlling some costs and everything else to keep it so where revenue is is being good and, and viable we're not just like having an ex, you know shooting up extreme sales and yet have no revenue increase and obviously because we obviously our team's growing and everything else so it has been where we've had uh you know equal revenue to kind of you know augment obviously growing our team and growing um the business Fantastic. So talk to me a little bit about some of the challenges you've also faced over the past couple of years and how you've overcome those. In what aspect? (laughs) (laughs) What's the biggest challenge facing your business right now? You know, we've just come off the back of a global pandemic. There's cost of living crisis going through the roof that could potentially be, you know, hitting the hobbyist a little bit or, you, you know, you struggling with staffing. What's the biggest thing that's kind of keeping you up at night at the moment as as people in so invested in the business? I mean, obviously everybody's got, you know, staffing issues and team issues. And I think we do a pretty good job with culture and everything else to, to maintain some pretty good staff, but obviously everybody, we, we all deal with the pains. We see it, you know, supply issue from out of Asia, obviously has been critical for us, but our other solid suppliers, um, they've been rock, rock solid for us been able to keep us stocked and, and be able to maintain that, you know, and I think as, challenges obviously is is just be able to keep things on a continual basis and obviously costs everybody's got costs and everybody else and we're able to uh, you know shipping's been a big issue um getting getting the uh, product in the consumer or business's hands where it's still affordable uh and have affordable shipping costs that's you know aj can 
he's kind of the expert on that, but you know, we grapple with that. You know, it's a weekly thing. We, it's a weekly conversation of like, what are we shipping? How are we shipping? How do we do it? How do we even get product here? What's the best way to do it? And AJ, does that worry you as we like head into, you know, Black Friday and the peak season? How does that, how does that landscape look for you going forward? Ooh, um, that's going to be one of those things where, you know, the overnights and the people, you know, having a promise that they're going to get stuff that's literally kind of goes out the window when it comes to like the UPS and FedEx of the world, those guarantees are necessary. They're gone. Um, they don't reimburse or anything like that on any of them. Um, so that's what, you know, we have to educate the consumer or our customers on to say, Hey, you know, there was always this thing you were used to of how quickly you would get your product. But now it's kind of like, okay, not necessarily telling you have to be ordering ahead to because of product. You just have to, you know, order ahead to make sure that, you know, your package actually gets to you in a timely manner that is still acceptable, but also know like, okay, your one package could be stuck on one of the UPS or FedEx rail cars that, you know, doesn't get handled until, oh, sorry, the next Monday we're out of our capacity in this part of the country or whatever they do. It's so frustrating when these issues are out of your hands, surely. And let's talk about the technology that is in your hands and the tech that you've been using to support your growth. So, um, yeah, where, where to start? You've got you users of BrightPearl and BigCommerce and Clavio. Which um, which of those have really been helping you recently? Um, obviously, you know the the, the tie in between all of the all of them together. Obviously, we have ShipStation in there. You know, Clavio has been amazing. Um, there, there's one of the best things I think if you're in e-commerce, you don't have a, a Clavio account. I learned how to say it, pronounce it right, because I just ran into them. So it's actually Clavio, and they told me that. So um, thank you. <laughs> but they, um, they um, that has been like a real game changer for us. I would say in the last um, two and a half years, it's just how it syncs by the SKU base and everything else, and they can see that stuff. Obviously, we made a huge switch to. The bright pearl and AJ's our bright pearl expert here here and as far as how that's helped us um, handle inventory, I think is one of the also game changers. So talk to us a little bit about that, AJ. Yeah, so bright pearl, before bright pearl, we used to just kind of have a roll on the shelf. Somebody would order um, and we would just roll what they needed, or we'd guess how many, you know, fives, 10 yard rolls that were needed. We never actually truly knew that. Um, so when we entered into the bright pearl circle, we divided out all those SKUs. So when you go to our website now, you'll see like a one yard, five yard, 10 yard, 25 yard roll. Um, that's how we actually hold our inventory now. And that's all in bright pearl. So I can go and tell you how many five yard rolls, how many 10 yard rolls I sold in a week, 30 days, six months, one year, last year at this time. So that kind of helps us know what we're getting into. Um, even though with growth, you kind of have to take a stab and a guess at it a little bit. But that's helped us a lot, you know, managing our inventory. Uh, we also use like a disassembly app that ties into Bright Pearl, uh, where because we're taking a large roll and breaking it down into smaller rolls. So when you when we used to do manual like takeout and then add, so like we'd take a 50 yard roll, take it out of inventory, and then add 10 five yard rolls back into inventory, it was uh, very messy and inaccurate. So we use that side app that Bright Pearl helped us put together that help helps us do those disassemblies to keep our inventory accurate. Fantastic. And let's talk about future technologies. Are there any technology platforms or even um, technology ideas that you're seeing on the horizon that you're looking to implement in the business for the future? Yeah, we love we love technology. I obviously love doing the technology stack as far as how, how high can we go or how many things can we put together. But, you know, really, we're looking at in, inserting some more pieces into our technology to allow our customers to do more customization 
to um, get custom stuff possibly printed or ready to, so they can go ahead and kind of that next step is where, you know, they can do full color or if they want to design something and then have it coming to them ready to, to be pressed. Um, so we're really, really focusing on that part of it. Obviously we're looking at uh, loyalty stuff um, and also, you know, more things we can tie in to just really make the customer experience better. And that's really, that's, you know, that's where our focus at right now is, is basically tying those in and we're working with developers and all of our, all of our tech stack people are like, all right, how do we get better? Wow. So there's quite a lot on the horizon then. So we'll be yeah. seeing even more growth from you next year then in that case. Yeah, we're getting busy. <laughs> <laughs> so that 14th spot on that Lightning 50 list of fastest growing brands, what does that recognition mean to you, the business and the employees? Yeah, I mean, I'm just like, uh, I didn't realize it was number 14. So I am, uh, I'm just kind of wowed. I mean, that's pretty cool that we're in that position where we're at. And I just think it's from, a, you know, in a, a place of Fargo, North Dakota, that's doing that, I think is, uh, is pretty cool. So uh, we're surely honored um, to be in that position. And, you know, obviously now I'm going to ask is like, all right, who's in 13th, 12th, where do we go? You know, <laughs> so well, fantastic. We'll have to see where you're at in the list this time next year. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time today. It's been fascinating learning a little bit more about your business and the growth that you are achieving. And to our listeners out there, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll be back with you with another episode very soon. Mm-hmm.